You're listening to the Brooklyn USA podcast, an occasional audio love letter from Brooklyn to the world. The Sirens Women's Motorcycle Club was founded in 1986 when one of their members placed an ad in the Village Voice. Every year since, their group has led the New York City Pride March and Pride Marches in all five boroughs until 2020. This year, like last year, Pride will look a little different, but on bikes or online, the sirens will be there to make noise and lead the way. This week we head out on the highway in Brooklyn, USA. I had a girl come up to me at the Brooklyn Pride and say, can I introduce you to this other Asian woman who's too shy to talk to you, but she thinks you're like, great. And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh my God, you're amazing. Like you're proud and you're out and you don't care. And I was like, yeah, I wasn't like this forever. I was very shy. Socially awkward. I was very shy. But I think meeting the sirens and meeting Jen, I realized like, I don't have to be shy and I don't have to keep my mouth shut. I can say what I want to say. And being with these women, I got the confidence to be able to speak up for myself and stand up for myself and be able to be a leader. All sirens, please report to the front for our line of information, please. Get your bike going. Happy Pride! Happy Pride! My name is Katie Panda. I've been part of the sirens since 2011 when my fiance Jen joined. I became a full-pledged member in 2013 and got my official patch in 2014. The Sirens is a women's motorcycle club based out of New York City. We are established in 1986. We lead all the New York City pride marches. We accept any woman, any bike, from beginning to expert. As long as she has a license, has taken a safety course. We're very into uh, mentoring women and helping them become better and safer riders in the community. When Jen and I became president, one of the other Asian women came to us and said, when I came to the meeting and I saw two Asians that were the president and the vice president of this club, I was like, yes, yes, this is where I need to be. And so that feels great, right? Now we're like, yeah, we are visible and we are colorful. We have a lot of different nationalities within our club and that needs to happen, I think. If it wasn't for Jen, I don't think the Sirens would be where they are today. She put so much time and energy into doing this and getting people and recruiting. And it has shown in numbers. When I first came around in 2011, 2012, there was no new pledges for years sometimes. And I was the youngest pledge at 2013 at the age of 33. After she became president and we started being more visible, I would see a woman on a bike and I'd hand her a Sirens card. She is the reason why Sirens are who they are today. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for coming to the April Sirens meeting. Um, my name's Katie. I'm the president of the Sirens. Um, so usually we also ask what you ride if you ride a bike. Um, and I ride a Ninja, Kawasaki Ninja. My name's Jen, I'm the VP, and I ride a uh, 2008 Super Black Custom. Hi, I'm Dusty, um, member. I ride a 2019 BMW 12, R1250 GS. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. I'm 
I'm Cheryl. I ride in FC1 and at the track, the BMW S1000RR. Yes. And? I'm a founding member. That's freaking important. Exactly. <laughs> I'm Cheryl Stewart, and I've been riding since 1981, and uh, that makes it 37 years. I appear to be the last active founding member because every now and again I'll come out with a little tidbit of Siren's history and it's funny, this is just matter of fact to me, but everyone else is so delighted to find these things out. <laughs> oh well, I am the last one that knows that long ago bit of information. What you're doing is so important, being visible, strong women on bikes, working together, doing your own thing. Now more than ever, people need to see people like us. For us to exist in this space is so precious and important. And uh, it makes me choke up because it's a place where we get to be and we get to connect and like have our history here. You know, in 86, when the club came to be, I was 10. But let me be let me be completely honest. Molly like, wasn't born. <laughs> <laughs> Molly wasn't born. Some others were not born. <laughs> when I when I think about the club and what, how how hard I worked for it, the reason is because if I could actually reach out to that ten year old and say, "Your people are there for you. They're waiting." God, I think I think my life would have been so easy. It started back in 1986. The short story is that someone put an ad in the Village Voice. There used to be a thing in the Village Voice on the back page where you know you could have you know missed connections or all sorts of interesting things were on the back page. And so someone put an ad on the back page of the Village Voice to start a women's motorcycle club. Our friends Jin and Sue, who are the founders of the Women's Motorcyclist Coalition, and they put together a women's motorcycle festival based on like women's music festivals. And they didn't know who would show up. Nobody knew how many there would be. And so the Moving Violations, the Boston Women's Motorcycle Club, formed right after that first event. And they were very inspirational for us when we started our motorcycle club. Happy Pride, everybody. You got here. I'm here. Hey, wait, wait. I want to introduce you. This is Daryl from the Moving Violations Motorcycle Club in Boston, our sister club. Hey. Happy Pride. They are, uh, start, they started in 1985. We're 86, they're 85. They were our role models, actually. <laughs> now you're us. <laughs> what goes around comes around. We sat around thinking about names for a while because we were a nameless group for some time and we had some very poor choices thrown out that were half jokes but not really because let me tell you nobody was going to be calling us the menstrual cycles or the skid lids for that matter. <laughs> Sister spokes, um, that didn't make it. Um, in the end Sirens was the one, Sirens, th that's the name we agreed on and uh, it turned out to be a really good choice. City was crazy and uh, very different than it is now. Now it's like Disneyland. It, there was um, it, the crime rate was high, and the police were um, stretched thin. And, you know, the hair would stand up on the back of your neck because it was it, the energy felt very dangerous in some places in New York City. When you're the only one 
who does anything, you can feel very isolated. And when you're a woman riding a motorcycle, or back in the 80s, certainly when you're a woman riding a motorcycle, you absolutely felt like the only one, perhaps the only one on earth. So it was so wonderful to find other women who rode that it was this celebratory moment. And that's one of the reasons why community with the sirens is so important. Back then, um, yeah, it was, it was, there were a lot of men. <laughs> And um, it was a much smaller event, and it was much shorter, and it, it, I remember it might have been sometime in the early or mid-90s that we could look at Fifth Avenue from one end to the other and see that we had filled the entirety of Fifth Avenue, and that was amazing. than a dozen of us on that first pride ride. I had no idea what it would be like. We're going on a ride. I showed up with my leather jacket. So I rode down Fifth Avenue in the blazing hot sun wearing a leather jacket. Um, and then uh, after that, we wised up and started wearing skimpy outfits. <laughs> the police were so hostile. They were so scared of gay people. And I'm... I was no bigger then than I am now, and I'm not a huge person by any stretch. <laughs> I walked up to a, an officer to say, uh, is that our parking area over there? And as I stepped towards him, he looked at me in panic and backed up. <laughs> and I felt so powerful <laughs> and hated. current fiance Jen Hefe um, in 2011 at Ginger's Bar in Brooklyn Park Slope. She was running home and she said jokingly, does anybody want to go for a ride on my motorcycle? And I instantly put my hand up and said, yes, I want to go and jumped on the back and we went. And I rode on the back for about a year or more. And then I decided that I wanted to ride my own. I'm definitely scared of mo motorcycles. My father was a doctor, so he obviously is highly against me riding because he's seen the things that have come into the ER. But I mean, like I said, when I met the sirens and saw these women doing it, I said, then I should do it and I can do it. And I think when you want to do something and you set your mind to it, you do it. And I have to say that if I didn't meet the sirens, I probably wouldn't have ridden. So I went and I took the two day class of course, it was mostly men and two women, and I honestly actually scored the highest score. I got my license and became a full Sirens member, not just the girlfriend of a Siren. We really weren't looking to men's motorcycle clubs as a model for what we were doing because we found it so objectionable that, of course, women were considered property of. That's that's what was on the patch. Uh, there was a one percenter 
motorcycle club that was actually based here in Red Hook for a while. Their name was the Filthy Mad Dogs. The women who were involved with it were a property of the Filthy Mad Dogs. Every girl's dream, of course, to be property of something called the Filthy Mad Dogs. And so when I encounter men who ride or don't ride, and they are shocked to see a woman ride a motorcycle, and especially shocked to see a woman ride a big motorcycle. Uh, yeah, so you end up on guard a lot because they say really stupid things. Uh, just stupid things like they see me get off the bike that they've just seen me ride, and they say, you ride that bike? And I used to say, no, I'm waiting for a man to come ride it for me. But then I realized that they actually believed it because it was infinitely more plausible to them than that I might actually ride the bike. They just observed me riding. I think I have a bad coil. Attention, attention. Anyone with the siren, please come to the front. Anyone with the sirens, please come to the front. We started leading Pride because we, we just had formed in 1986. San Francisco already had Dykes on Bikes, which is a name of their group. That's not an adjective, it's a noun. <laughs> so Dykes on Bikes, proper noun, um, led uh, San Francisco Pride. Once we formed, I believe it was Trudy's partner who said, well, why don't you all lead Pride? here in New York. It was and is still very male-dominated, and so having women lead is an important political statement. When straight people think of pride, they're thinking of men as well. Thank you. Flags and bandanas. The first pride I rode in might have either been Queen's Pride or Staten Island because they come before the New York City and Brooklyn Pride. Riding the first time is completely overwhelming emotionally. You know, it's just like, you couldn't do this how many years ago, right? And like now seeing the people out there supporting you and cheering you on is completely amazing. Like, now you're gonna make me cry. Like I remember the first time when you go down Christopher Street, it's like so small and the crowd is so close to you. You just feel the energy in your heart and it brings you to tears. Like, it's just like, finally we can like, everyone says we shouldn't be celebrating and partying because it's a march, but at the same time, like we should celebrate because we can do more than we w were able to do before without being, you know, targeted or that kind of stuff. The last time I rode in Pride was in 2019, and I was actually the president of the Sirens at that time. And it was the 50th anniversary for Stonewall that year. So it was a very, very big and powerful year for us. Never, never, ever did I think that we would never be riding in a Pride in June. Now to growing concerns about the deadly coronavirus officially the hitting the U.S. Here's what we Chinese know. Chinese coronavirus making its way to the U.S. A Washington state man testing positive this for the deadly virus. This is not a moment for panic or high anxiety. It is a moment for vigilance. 
the pandemic was hard for all of us because we lost our siren sister Kim um, early in March and very early in the pandemic. So that took a huge toll on us in the club. It just happened and it wasn't supposed to happen like that. It wasn't supposed to happen this early. And so I think that's what the hardest thing was. I, the fact that she got so sick so early in the pandemic and got and passed away from it so fast, like it really shook us. And people say to us now, like, you know, it probably made you guys even more cautious about stuff. And, you know, maybe her passing helped some of you guys survive because you actually took it to heart and you were really serious about this virus and stuff. You just got this bike? Last week, yeah. One week, yes. one Kim, week right. Are you at the meeting? Kim loved riding. And Kim was a great rider. And she was very cautious. And she loved to ride. She would go on her own and do these rides. She'd go down to Delaware to visit her mother. In Pennsylvania to visit her brother. But she was always doing little motorcycle trips by herself. She loved to ride. She did. I have been riding for 16 years. I can't even believe it. And just yesterday I got the mail and I got my uh, you know annual membership renewal from the American Motorcyclist Association and they give you a pin and it said 16 on it. I don't want him to get in this oil. Oh boy. <laughs> well, when I woke up this morning and, and many Saturday mornings I'm really tired from 9 to 5 Monday through Friday or, and 9 to 5 doesn't mean 9 to 5 much more and I was so exhausted and I thought I don't even know if I feel like riding and then as soon and, but I, I said I want to do this day as soon as I got together got it together and started riding I was like this is making me forget about the work week you know so it's super important to do it 16 years. Because of her, we wanted to make a ride, even though we weren't going to be able to ride the real New York City Pride March. Um, so my club got together, and there was probably about 20 of us who met up, and we rode, our, we rode it through, like ourselves, but we did the route we normally do. We didn't have anybody else with us. We just did it for us and for our, our hearts to feel better. Um, and so it was very, it was a hard, obviously, pride because Kim was not with us and Kim loved pride and Kim loved blue sparkles and everything else. Like my bike is still in storage for a few more days. The Sirens as a community is way more than a motorcycle club. It's we are sisters, we're a family. We're family for those people that don't have their family that don't support them anymore or they're no longer here. We always say there's no siren left behind and if you reach out to sirens and say you need something or you need help or advice or something just a shoulder to cry on we are always there no matter what like we we are family through and through thicker than blood sisters by oil not by blood but i mean they're the family that people who have never found family or have had family that accept them that's what the sirens do for everyone You want a community that feels like home. You want a community uh, that feels like I have sisters who have my back. And you don't automatically get that from just anybody who rides a motorcycle. And you don't even automatically get that from women who ride motorcycles. So I, I want to make sure that what we have now, which is um, 
a strong culture of support and safety and um, role modeling. I, I want to make sure that that stays as it is. And that in the future, there's a reason why young women would show up and stay because they want what we have. Brooklyn, USA is produced by me, Karel Palmer. And me, Emily Bogosian. And me, Shirin Barri. And me, Charlie Hoxie. And me, Mayimi Sato. With help this week from Martine Granby. This marks the end of our season. But keep an eye out for the full-length Sirens video documentary this summer, as well as a very special episode of Brooklyn, USA later this month. We're already hard at work on the next season of the show. So if you want to tell us a story or somehow end up on our podcast, check the show's notes for a link to our guide on recording yourself and sending it in. And if you like what you hear or think that we got something wrong, comment, like, share, and subscribe. And follow at Brick TV on Twitter and Instagram for updates. For more information on this and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit www.brickartsmedia.org radio. Thank you, NYPD K9 unit. Thank you for serving. Thank you for those beautiful dogs.